Let's um let's get to these to these questions. If you guys have anything, um, feel free to drop it in the chat. I have some here. Um, and first is about dogs, actually. Um, and you you touched on it before, but just mm-hmm. to confirm, the appropriate diet for dogs. Yeah. So um, dogs are omnivores. And um, when we look at their like wild dogs and um, coyotes and wolves, like any of the carnivore species, um, we see that they eat about 60 to 80 percent fruits and about 20 to 40 percent meat. So um, that's going to be raw meat with the bones. Um, You know, ideally, if we're feeding our pets, you know, if we can get, you know, with the feathers, with the fur, that's really great. Um, You know, most people can't. Um, you know, we feed our, our dogs just from like from the grocery store. So, you know, just kind of your whole chickens yeah. or, um, you know, you want to trim the excess fat from the meat because um, natural prey is very lean. They're not fattened up on grains like the commercial meats are. Mm-hmm. So um, if you look at like a, you know, a wild uh, chicken or hen or um, a rabbit or something like that, you're going to see that the the fat content on that piece of meat is very, very low compared to what you're going to get at the grocery store. Um, so we trim the, trim the fat, we remove the skin because a lot of the fat is in the skin. So that makes it a little bit easier. And then, um, and then you're going to want to feed, um, meat days and plant days separately, because same as we were talking about earlier with the food combining, Mm -hmm. different digestive enzymes are required to digest different things. So if we're eating, um, you know, if, if they're eating a meat meal, they need the enzymes that are going to digest the proteins and the bone. Um, and if they're eating a plant meal, they need the enzymes that are going to digest those, those fruits. Um, okay. Dogs do better on fruits. Um, they prefer slightly overripe fruit. Um, if you think about where, where a dog would be getting uh, their fruit, it's, they're going to be eating more of what's fallen onto the ground. Okay. So, so they're going to be going with the stuff that's like a little bit more ripe. So, you know, one of the things that we do is, um, you know, anything that's kind of past our ideal stage is, you know, then ends up going to the dogs. Um, and we feed um, two to three plant days for every one meat day. And okay, as dogs, wow. yeah, as dogs get older, the their protein it, like is more of a burden to the body. So we find that with the seniors, uh, you know, like one meat day a week, uh, that you t- typically do really well with. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, this is kind of long, so I'm going to read it. Um, you mentioned a dog you cared for that was blind and with a healing diet, it regained its vision. Is there a specific healing diet for humans to help start them to improve their vision? Say when they just have a high prescription, uh, you mentioned it. Yeah. There you go. That was it. She, yeah. She put it on there twice. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so returning to the natural human diet is going to return the body to, um, you know, conditions of health. So that's going to improve all conditions of health. So that means, you know, your eyesight is going to naturally improve. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people find that you know, after even just a year of being on all raw, that they don't even need their glasses anymore. Damn. Uh, okay. Okay. But, the, but the, the, the glasses, they, they put more strain on your eyes. So they're, I mean, I know, yeah. I know they're making my eyes worse, but at the same time yeah. I can't see without them. So yeah. Yeah. And there's things that you can do. There's like exercises that you can do to help yeah. strengthen those muscles and stuff like that. But actually um, a lot of uh, vision problems are actually a hydration, hydration issue. Yeah. Uh, because Somebody if you think about too, your too. eye, yep. your eye is, um, uh, you know, almost all water. So when your body gets dehydrated, the lens, 
changes shape based on it being becoming dehydrated. Wow. So, um, you know, the more we can get the body rehydrated, the quicker it actually gets your, that. Um, your eyes swell up also. No. Yeah. Wow. All right. So a follow up to the to the dog question. How do you get your dog to eat fruits? My dog won't touch them even after a 24 hour fast. Mm -hmm. um, so when we take in foster dogs, we the first thing that we do is we fast them for 24 hours. That's to let the kibble move out of the system so that they don't have any digestive issues. Um, and then we start with um, I usually start with bananas because that's typically the most well um, received fruit if um if they don't like that uh papaya and mango are two other good ones that okay. most dogs will go for um it what we do for the shelter dogs is um we just continue to fast them until they eat it so we put it down in the morning give it to them um and then if they don't eat it, then we pick it up and put it in the fridge and then we, you know, put it down later in the day and we just keep offering it. And I've, I've never had a dog go longer than 72 hours. Okay. And that was, that was a dog that was super morbidly obese. Um, she was 19.6 pounds. And when she got healthy, she was seven pounds. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. So, I mean, she had a lot of reserves and, you know, even yeah. at that, she, she only fasted about 72 hours. Um, so, you know, the other thing that you can do is like, if you're already feeding meat, mm -hmm. um, you can cut the meat portions down Okay. and then, you know, just start offering the fruit every other day. And, you know, eventually they're going to reach a point where they actually are hungry because the thing is, um, instinctually there, um, any animal is going to take a high value food whenever it has the opportunity to, because they know that there's a, like a, uh, binge and fast kind of, uh, you know, the way nature works is just like, sometimes yeah. there's going to be an abundance of food and sometimes there's going to be a, you know, you're going to have to fast. And so naturally if a dog or a cat comes upon a high fat source or like a high protein source, they're going to eat as much as they can of that because it's a high value food source and they don't know when they're going to get that again. Um, whereas fruit is generally eaten kind of in between the meals, um, like when they're hungry and they haven't, you know, gotten their prey kill. So, um, you know, if you're feeding too much meat, if you're feeding too high of a percentage of meat, then they're just not going to be hungry. Right. Um, and so, you know, fruit isn't addictive, like kibble is addictive. Yeah. So they're not going to just eat if they're not hungry. Um, so they actually have to be hungry in order to, to eat the fruit because, you know, it's just, it's not an addictive substance. So, um, you know, yeah, I would recommend, you know, the easiest way, honestly, is to just keep fasting them until they eat it. And you'll find that they eat it very quickly, especially if you have other dogs in the house that are already eating fruit and you can kind of feed them mm -hmm. near each other. That's like, you know, one of the things I think this is, um, you know, like monkey see monkey do, yeah. uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take to it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say is about the easiest way is just going to be to just, you know, fast them a few days and then just feed. And then what I usually do is I give them like a full week of fruit. And, you know, a lot of the dogs that I take in are, um, you know, they have cancer, they have seizures, they have dementia. So, um, you know, we're starting out from a like state of like really chronic disease. So mm -hmm. we may not even feed them meat for a couple months. Uh, wow. because we want, we want their body to, to be able to, to clean out as quickly as possible. So, um, you know, a lot of times we'll do, um, like 30 days of watermelon, um, or, um, papaya, mangoes, things like that. Um, 
just to like, if they, if they come in with like a, like a serious or chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually just even for our just kind of standard um, intake, we would um, do like at least a week of fruit. And, you know, when, once you do that, it's, they, they just love the fruit. So it's, nice. it, you know, kind of becomes, you know, and, and then, you know, same thing though, is if you see that they're um, not liking the fruit again, then you want to look at how much meat you're feeding because, you know, are they not hungry again? Are you feeding them too much meat? Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. We got two, we got two more questions. First one is, um, they're going on surgery and the doctor had told them to get on a high protein diet to help heal their body from the surgery. Um, and they want to know what is the best approach afterwards, um, to kind of, detox themselves from from what they're going to have to go through through the surgery and some I guess some of the medicines that they're going to be given as well mm-hmm. yeah I mean and that's that's kind of the standard like recommendation by the medical industry is high protein high protein um, because you know I mean the medical industry is not there to make people healthy they're there to sell disease so you know that's why they have McDonald's and hot dogs and in, in the you know hospitals right uh, soda <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe it. My brother was in the ICU. He was in a coma for eight days, and um, oh. he he ended up in um, kidney failure. He was on dialysis, and um, I'm like doing all of this research, like you know, what fruits can he have? Is you know, can it make him smoothies? All this stuff, and and um, meanwhile, the hospital is bringing him cans of soda and milk and bagels and. Um, like scrambled eggs and pancakes. And I'm just like, how (laughs) this is just so insane. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, obviously if we're putting our body through surgery, we're putting it through like a pretty extensive burden. Yeah. Um, You know, we're, we're, we're damaging tissues and cells. Um, It's the first thing I would be, I would be saying is like, can you remove the cause so that you can avoid the surgery? Because just being completely honest, there's no such thing as a safe surgery. Um, you can't cut, you can't cut into the body and, um, you know, not cause damage to nerves, to lymph system, to tissues. Um, you know, so, so obviously there are situations where, you know, quality of life is so bad that you do, you know, need to go with the surgery. Um, there are going to be situations where there's, you know, damage, there's emergency situations where you get in an accident, you know, there's a lot of times where the medical industry can offer value in, in right, terms of right. like emergency medicines and surgery and stuff like that. But, um, you know, that, that it is a, a serious situation to go into and, you know, you're doing serious damage to the body. So, uh, you know, do like, you know, really, really consider like, is this absolutely necessary? Can I, can this be avoided? Can I remove the cause? Um, you know, and, and then if you can't, uh, you know, if I ever had to go under surgery, I would be fasting. Um, because our body, you know, in or, our body does all the repairing, right? Food doesn't repair the body. Food doesn't have the ability to take any action on the body. It only, um, the body responds to the food, right? So the body has to work against the food. So if you put in, you know, a, a animal protein, the body has to work to break that down, um, you know, that's using energy. The, the food isn't actually doing anything. Um, so when we have an injury, the body needs to re- do all of the work to repair itself. And if the body is having to digest protein in order to, you know, cause that's what you're putting into your body. 
um, that's less energy that's available for your body to clean and repair itself. So if you've just had a major injury to the body, which is what a surgery is, um, your body needs all of that energy. So if instead of putting that energy into digestion, put that energy into healing and the body will heal that much faster. Mm. Wow. So yeah, yeah. that, um, you know, and if you can't, you know, if you're not at a place where you feel like you can water fast, then, you know, the least burden that you can possibly do. So, you know, juices, like, you know, fresh orange juice, um, you know, watery fruits, like watermelon, things that are going to digest very quickly. And then, um, you know, probably most important would be um, resting, you know, stay in bed, get plenty of sleep, you know, your body re replenishes its energy when you're sleeping. So, um, you know, the more that you can rest and sleep, the faster the body's going to heal. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Um, the last question is grains. Um, what are your, what's your consensus on, on grains? Yeah. So grains cause a ton of inflammation in the body. Um, they're, uh, you know, if you look at a grain under a microscope, it's actually like a tiny little um, razor blades going through your digestive system. So it causes mm. a lot of um, digestive inflammation and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely want to stay away from the grains. Um, you know, I know a lot of people do the like the ancient grains or the sprouted grains, but um, if you're, if you're eating really clean, if you're eating like fruits and vegetables, um, you know, particularly like a lot of raw, you're going to notice as soon as you have a, like a, even a piece of like sprouted grain. I have um, a friend sent me the message the other day. He's like, you know, he did, he did two weeks on hundred percent raw. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, you know, he just went back to his sprouted grain toast with some avocado on it. And his body just like freaked out and he had like <laughs> inflammation everywhere. And he's like, I just, it's sprouted. It's not that bad. And I'm like, it's bad. It's real bad. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely, you know, steer clear of the grains and, you know, and if you think about like, what does a grain look like when it's in its raw whole form, does yeah. that look like something that's going to be, you know, suitable for you to eat? You know, it's, it's rock hard, uh, you know, no flavor. So, uh, you know, definitely not a suitable food for our physiology. What about oats? Cause here's the thing. My, my, my daughter loves oatmeal. Like mm -hmm. she loves it and we're trying to, you're trying to wean her off of it, you know, but she's five and it's a process. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So oats, oats are pretty bad. Actually, there's a, there was a study for the, by the uh, melon bees, um, where they showed that, um, they actually cause cavities. Mm. They had, they had, um, children put on three different diets. One of them with, um, like one of them was a vegetarian diet. The other one was like your kind of standard uh, meat diet. And then one was a vegetarian diet with oatmeal. I think it was vegetarian with oatmeal, yeah. but just the addition of oatmeal, the, the children had a massive increase in cavities. Mm. Um, so yeah, so definitely the oats are not ideal. Um, you know, they're not quite as inflammatory as the wheat, but they do seem to really kind of uh, strain our, our mineral systems and you know, strip the you know, strip the body and then our teeth and bones start breaking down. Um, a better option would be maybe like quinoa or um, like corn grits. Corn she, grits, okay. Yeah, yeah. Corn, mm. you know, is not not an ideal food really, but um, it, it's a little bit less thing, okay. um, irrit irritating to the body. Um, she likes corn, so that might work. <laughs> Appreciate that. 
Because I was wondering, I mean, man, she loves oatmeal. And it's like, okay, yeah. what are we going to do? And um, the um, quinoa, quinoa is a seed. So that's actually like a suitable food for us. Okay. Even though it's, you know, not quite as ideal. But like if you can sprout quinoa, like you can eat it raw. You just soak it and yeah. it sprouts and, you know, it's edible raw. Most people eat it cooked, steamed or whatever. But, right. Um, yeah. So that's a good option too. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you oh, yeah. so Jonas much. Jonas just said amaranth is another good one. Oh, okay. Amaranth. Okay. Appreciate uh, all of the, all of you guys in the chat room. You guys brought up some really great stuff as well. There's like, you know, a lot of information in the chat room. So uh, if you're watching this, definitely check out the chat room as well. But Lauren, I want to know what hospital, what, I want to know what hospital Jonas went to that they brought him fruit and fresh leafy greens. Oh, I know. Right. If you have that hospital, post that in the chat. Cause we need to find yeah, that place. Cause I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never was, been on the menu. I mean, even the, um, it's that in Arizona, Jonas. St. Joseph. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother was in Philadelphia uh -huh. and like, you know, kind of the ghetto. So um, it was probably worse than your even kind of standard hospital. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, my mom works in a hospital. She does uh, payroll for the hospital, for a hospital here. And she tells me every day, she's like, she's like, I go down to the cafeteria every day hoping to find something that's edible and there never is she's like this this one day like six six weeks ago they had um salads they had like some really good salads and they've never brought them back <laughs> wow wow well let everybody know um what you have going on i know i know you have the group but i know you're doing some uh, uh some consulting as well yeah yeah so i do offer excuse me um i do offer consultations um you can go to the the raw um we're also running a challenge if anybody is interested in learning how to transition to the natural human diet we're starting october 1st it's 15 dollars to join okay um you know we'll have uh grocery lists meal plans um support motivational posts all sorts of stuff and it's just it's run through facebook so um if you go to the raw oh, no. and uh, click on challenge what happened? Uh, okay, sorry. Keep, continue. <laughs> okay. There was a little issue, but we're good. Alrighty. Um, yeah. So if you go to the the Rocky website, um, click on challenge, and you can sign up there if you want to join our challenge. And um, yeah, consultations um, I do uh, for humans and also for pets. So if you have you know any health issues you're dealing with, you want you know questions answered, I'm happy to assist you. Um, and then obviously, you know, we've got our terrain group, uh, terrain model refutes germ theory on Facebook. And, um, you know, we'll be just trying to roll out more, you know, helpful things, uh, ebooks and courses and stuff in the future. So yes. stay tuned for if, those. If you're not in the terrain group, you need to join. Terrain model refutes germ theory, correct? Yep. Public group. Definitely. I mean, I'm talking like a library of knowledge in there. Like you can go in the search function. You got you got something going on or you're 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 wondering about a certain food. Type it in and you'll see a, a bunch of posts, a bunch of information um, that that'll help you out. It's it's amazing. Yeah, we've got lots of files too, lots of free books. Oh, yeah. um, right. You know, we've got, you know, the life science course is um, over 2000 pages of um, it's, it was actually a uh, course that you could take as a natural health practitioner mm. and to learn the science of natural hygiene and um, actually take clients. So it's a tremendous resource. It's actually a um, searchable 
PDF. So, you know, you can open up this 2000 page PDF and, you know, control F and type in anything and get, you know, an answer to just about anything. So, um, you know, we've got just tons of resources and just trying to expand every day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lauren, thank you so much. We appreciate all of this um, for everybody out there watching live. If you missed anything, this will be on Akasha Flicks, www.akashaflicks.com. So you can see uh, each one of these um, um, different interviews in its totality um, as well. Uh, Minds Like Minds podcast is also on all streaming platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon whatever they call it, you know, everything it's, it's, it's out there. So we appreciate all of you. Um, you got, what you, what you got to say to the people, brother? I'm, I'm uh, shit. <laughs> uh, tune in. Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Remember the, the body's our temple. You know what I mean? Um, I, I hope everybody out here who watched this learned a little something. If, um, and like we talked about earlier, start slow. You know, unless and hey, unless it's your thing to just completely go raw into it, that's that's great too. But don't get discouraged. Stay at it, and um, if something starts happening, it's it's by design. That's what your body's supposed to do. So, mm-hmm. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you and, so much. Um, we're out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.